0: This is a Squiz podcast, We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP.
1: Good morning, I'm Alex Ty.
0: And I'm Alice Dempster.
1: It's Tuesday the 28th of November. In your Squiz today... A top public servant gets the boot. The Gaza truce is extended. New Zealand finally gets a government. And Nigella ditches the Christmas cake. This is your Squiz today. September was a long time ago, Alice, but if you cast your mind back, one of the big political stories at the time was the revelation that Mike Pizzullo, the then Secretary of the Home Affairs Department, had tried to influence the former coalition government through secret lobbying. He was asked to step aside at the time, and an investigation was launched into his conduct. And yesterday, we heard the findings from that investigation.
0: So, the short version of this is that Pizzullo has been sacked after that investigation found he breached the Public Service Code of Conduct at least 14 times. PM Anthony Albanese was the one to announce that yesterday, along with a bit more detail about the findings. And what we know about Pozzuolo's wrongdoing is that he was caught exchanging text messages with a man named Scott Briggs, who's a lobbyist for the Liberal Party. And those text messages showed Pozzuolo trying to use his position to influence politics and policy.
1: Which is something that public servants are not allowed to do. Mm. And just to recap on who Pizzullo is, in case anyone's wondering, he has been a public servant and advisor to politicians since 1987. But in his most recent role as the head of the Home Affairs Department, he had one of the biggest jobs in the government, looking after domestic security, immigration and border-related policy and enforcement.
0: Yeah, that's right. And last financial year, he was paid a cool $931,000 for that work. And now that he's gone, Alex, will have to be replaced. For the past few weeks, the Assistant Secretary, Stephanie Foster, has led the department and she'll be continuing to act in that role until a permanent appointment is made. But as for Pizzullo, he's not getting as good a deal as he could have been eligible to on the way out. There were regulatory changes made just last week that cut compensation obligations owed to department secretaries such as Pizzullo, who are found to have breached the Public Service Code of Conduct.
1: And on that, the government is also looking at closing a loophole that allows public servants to avoid sanctions by resigning. So that is something to look out for in the future. The four-day truce between Israel and Hamas is up today and in the nick of time, mediators from Qatar say it's been extended by two days.
0: Yeah, so you might remember the deal that was inked last week, Alex, stipulated a four-day pause in fighting with the possibility that more days could be added if Hamas continued to release at least 10 extra hostages per day. And overnight, that's been signed off on. At least 20 extra hostages are going to be released. Israeli officials believe they're mostly made up of women and children. And it'll also give more time for aid to get into Gaza. This negotiation did lead to a delay in the fourth group of the initial 50 hostages getting out. But officials say the extension would begin once they were released.
1: US President Joe Biden has been credited by Israel for playing a part in all of this. Government officials say they wouldn't have reached the deal without his input, that's the quote. But despite the truce, Israel's rhetoric remains firm. PM Benjamin Netanyahu yesterday said that the moment the truce falls apart, his army will, and this is his quote, return with full force to achieve our goals, which he said includes the elimination of Hamas. Shout out to any Kiwis listening, you might have heard us talking last week about New Zealand's election, which happened about six weeks ago on October 14. And now, after negotiations that have stretched out that entire time, New Zealand finally has a government.
0: (laughs) So the context behind this is that New Zealand is one of the countries which usually has a coalition of parties making up its government. And that means a period of negotiation is expected after each election. The National Party is who ended up on top after that latest election, and their leader, Christopher Luxon, has been scrambling to make a coalition agreement with the Libertarian Act New Zealand Party, as well as the populist New Zealand First Party, and that finally came together yesterday. Luxon will be the PM, but a sticking point of the negotiations was which minor party would fill the role of deputy PM.
1: In the end, they worked out that the leaders of the minor parties will each get half a term. As for policies, Luxon has proposed to lift a ban on oil and gas exploration, roll back the use of the Maori language, and he also plans to ditch the country's pioneering law to ban tobacco smoking, which has some experts up in arms. I really like this story, Alice. Research has found that for new fathers, paternity leave and quality time with a newborn can be crucial to building the fathering brain.
0: Yeah, and they found the benefits can go beyond father-baby bonding and the baby's development. It can also strengthen the relationship between parents, they say. And in recent times, more has been said about what it can do to promote gender equality too. The Harvard researchers who worked on this say, we need to not just focus on women's participation in the professional world. We also need to encourage more men to participate in the caregiving world.
1: So, fellas, take that paternity leave proudly. Here in Australia... Partners can take up to 12 months of unpaid parental leave and up to two weeks of paid leave. Nigella Lawson has put a Christmas steak in the ground, Alice, and that's if nobody likes dried fruit, there is no point in having a traditional Christmas cake. She says that her household has now made the switch to a traditional chalky cake.
0: Yeah, I'm sure she's going to have a lot of people up in arms about this, Alex. Her quote was, much as I love a slice of dense, damp Christmas cake, if chocolate cake appeals more, go for it. And to be honest, I agree with her there. I'm more of a chocolate (laughs) cake person, so I'm all about this. And she also seems to have some other backing behind her. A 2022 survey found that under 35s consider fruitcake the most boring type of cake. That's the quote. And a third of the age group believes it needs a makeover.
1: And according to one British retailer, one in five people who buy or bake a Christmas cake admit that they do not enjoy it themselves. (laughs) People. People. It is the jolly season. There is only so much stomach room to go around. Eat the cake that you want to eat. (laughs) Squiz the day, Alice. What is on the agenda today?
0: Alex, I reckon this is a good time to mention that our final episode of How Far We've Come Season 2 has just dropped. It's all about the big tech moments that have shaped our classrooms in Australia, from chalkboards back in the day to modern interactive whiteboards in modern classrooms. Claire and Kate also touch on Kevin Rudd's election promise to provide a laptop to every Aussie kid in years 9 to 12, and they'll also talk about artificial intelligence and what it means in the classroom.
1: It is an excellent episode and it's worth pointing out that with all episodes out it's a great time to go back and listen to the whole season or share it with someone you know and that is it for us thank you so much for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.